Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here. She's socially distancing at home. Along with the About Mansfield news team, this is episode 63. We thank you for being with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And don't forget the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic apparently continues its decline in Mansfield. What's going on in the city? We will find out when we spend a moment with the mayor. City of Mansfield scores high marks with its residents. Trash and recycling pickup days are changing for a large portion of Mansfield. Incident involving a deer stuck in a storm drain has a happy ending. The times they are a-changing, this Sunday to be exact. It's splash and dash time, but not really. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll discuss that in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. Dry or sweet, shaken or stirred, we've all heard of this week's offering in our Cocktail of the Week segment. Alexa has our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve concludes his in-studio talk with Mansfield musician Brad Russell. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip, The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion... Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi. 
I'm Latasha Tagle, Executive Director of the Levitt Pavilion, Arlington, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic continues its decline in Mansfield. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb keeps us up to date. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. On Monday, March 8th, Tarrant County reported that 6,933 Mansfieldians had caught the virus, 6,484 had recovered, and and 118 had died from the virus since the start nearly a year ago. We had 116 new cases this past week, our seventh week of decline in this indicator. The county estimates we now have 450 active cases, also lower than recent weeks. Active cases are the number of fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another person if both are not following county-recommended protective measures. We had seven new COVID-19 deaths in Mansfield this past week, about the same as recent weeks, but well below a record high of 15 in January. Mansfield ISD reports 34 active cases among students and 13 among staff, similar to the last couple of weeks. The last report from Mansfield Methodist Hospital, the number of COVID-19 patients continues its decline to 59 patients, the lowest number of hospitalized citizens since November. The number of COVID patients in the intensive care unit beds dropped to 11, still well below our record high in Mansfield of 29 that we saw at the start of January. Looking at countywide numbers, most of Tarrant County's epidemic indicators continue to improve, though we saw an increase in weekly fatalities to 123. It is possible this bump up is delayed reporting from the freezing week, so we'll watch next week. Countywide hospitalizations with the virus has continued to decline, with last week's average value of 433 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus, the lowest hospitalization we've seen since last October. Tarrant County reports indicate that 6% of eligible county residents have received the second immunization shot, 1% over the week before progress, but still suggesting we are a long way to herd immunity. With increasing allocations of vaccines and a new third one, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, this should speed up. This week, Tarrant County is planning to vaccinate all Mansfield ISD school teachers who want the vaccine, an encouraging sign. Our county judge, Glenn Whitley, encourages all citizens to register to get the vaccination and continues to request that we follow his recommended measures of masking, distancing, hand washing, avoiding crowds, stay at home if you can, until the numbers get a lot better. While we see good trends, it doesn't mean we're anywhere close to stopping the epidemic or the misery it visits on a few of those infected. Effective this week, the governor has canceled his statewide mask mandate and business occupancy limits. It appears the governor believes that the immunizations will ramp up fast enough to overcome the increasing transmission from the new, more transmissible variants, and we can beat the virus down while opening up. It might work, as we are well down from the January peak. The governor still recommends we mask, distance, hand wash, and avoid crowds, but it is now fully our choice as individuals and business owners to make the decisions. I urge everybody to be polite to each other as we together navigate yet another change. I agree with our county judge and Fort Worth's mayor's statement that it made more sense to wait until after spring break, but they are following the governor's directive to open up. It is possible that the county state of emergency will end as well, though it is still in effect as I look at it on Monday night. We're not changing anything in our own family's approach just yet. At the end of March, when we've had our second shots, I will look at the trends, which will be the measure of the governor's decision, and we'll reevaluate. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb.
Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday night, and here in the studio, it is time for a moment with the mayor. The following opinions are those of Michael Evans and may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Steve. Good to be here today. Michael Evans is in the studio today, and let's cover some of the things that we talked about at the Mansfield City Council meeting. Uh, water bill relief. A lot of people during the, uh, affectionately calling it Snowmageddon, we're told to turn their faucets on overnight and let them leak out so the, the pipes don't freeze. And, and some of them, present company included, received a pretty high water bill. What can the city do about that? Well, I bring you good news. On last night, we approved a resolution uh, that would provide relief uh, to our utility customers, uh, those in particular who were impacted by uh, either uh, damaged water pipes uh, during last month's winter storm, or, as you mentioned, the higher than normal use to prevent pipe damage. Uh, Our water utilities department has been working diligently uh, with our residents uh, on this particular issue, uh, Steve. Uh, The council has now provided uh, their support, and uh, residents who are requesting this assistance uh, can go to a city website at mansfieldtexas.gov, and they can go to the water utilities page and find the leak forgiveness form. And it's important. It's the leak forgiveness form. Uh, They will complete the form and submitted to the Water Utilities Department. And um, the information is also available on the Winter Storm Recovery page, as I mentioned, of the website. So uh, that's very important. And uh, you'll have up to like August, you know, to uh, request uh, the help. So uh, we we appreciate, uh, of course, the fact that uh, we get to work for our Residents, So that's important to us. And thank you for asking me about that. Relief is coming. It is coming. Nice. And as a matter of fact, some 100 plus people have already received that release, uh, relief rather. So, um, you know, keep keep asking, keep plugging, but know that uh, we're behind our residents and we want to make something positive happen for them. There was a resolution last night at the council meeting. I kind of want to get into this. A resolution of the city of Mansfield, Texas, approving updates to the city's procurement purchasing policy. What was that about? Well, you know, our our city continues to grow. And as the city grows, there are more opportunities for uh, people uh, in Mansfield to do business uh, with the city, especially those businesses uh, that are uh, based here uh, in the city. So what council did was uh, we just adopted and updated, really, our procurement and purchasing policy. And and that's going to provide specific opportunities for uh, Mansfield-based businesses, people, of course, as I mentioned, who lived in Mansfield, as well as minority and women-owned businesses. So it's really, uh, I think it says a lot about who our city is, as our as our city continues to grow. Uh, we want those people who are invested in Mansfield, I mean, those sure. who are paying the taxes, we want them to have an opportunity to, uh, to grow with our city. And we believe that that's just a good thing. And uh, I appreciate the council uh, getting behind that effort and making that happen. Let's talk about one of my favorite parts of the city, downtown. I spend a lot of time volunteering downtown, and some new uh, some new things are happening downtown. The lumberyard. Yes. You, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, I actually campaigned on was revitalizing downtown. Mm-hmm. And, and what that means is we want to make sure that people know that we are working to do just that, where, where we are uh, hoping to attract uh, the, the uh, entertainment, 
Uh, we, we want the arts down there. We want all of that. So uh, this is what went on on yesterday, about four o'clock in, our, in the early part of our meeting. Uh, we had the opportunity to hear from a, uh, a young man who is from uh, Mansfield, and uh, they proposed what's called the Lumberyard Development. That would include food, entertainment, family attractions. Uh, we're talking about some good old uh, country music and all of that taking place out there, food trucks and, and, and those uh, kind of attractions uh, being something that people will come to every weekend. It's going to be a family fun, and um, we're taking uh, an area of downtown that this young man already owns, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, 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 we're going to clean it up, we're going to beautify it, and we're saying to people, y'all come and uh, be a part of this. Justin Frizzell and others uh, also were at the meeting uh, to uh, help to promote uh, this opportunity. But uh, listen, this is just the beginning of, of something great. And uh, you know what? We're coming out of uh, the pandemic. Now, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. I don't want anybody to hear me say that. But I, what, well, what I want you to know is that uh, the sun uh, is definitely uh, coming out. And, you know, we say uh, in, in my church tradition that we can see the we can see the sun peeping through the clouds. The storm is almost gone. And I really mean that. So, um, you know, even as I talk about what's coming downtown, I want to say to folks, you know, we're almost there. We're almost past the goal line. Y'all hang on in there. That's right. You know, and, and again, I'm telling folks, uh, yeah, you have a choice. Me and my family, we're going to keep wearing those masks because we're going to get through this thing because I am ready for uh, some semblances of normalcy. My God. You know, so uh, we're, we're waiting for that to happen. And even this weekend, uh, when we talk about downtown, we're going to have amusement. We're going to have music. We're going to have the arts even at the lot. You know, uh, it's Arts Week, right? Yeah, it's Arts Week. So, uh, you know, y'all come on downtown and, uh, you know, bring your family, spend a little money and uh, get you some good food because a Mansfield is alive. And bringing this all back to the Lumberyard, for those of you who want to know where this is going to be taking place, it's between East Broad and Oak Street and on Walnut. So the easiest way to remember this, it's right behind Dirty Job Brewing, Main Street Tacos, Mansfield Tattoo Shop. Pretty exciting stuff, huh, Michael? We're just excited about it. And you know what? We appreciate the fact that our residents, they are dreaming, and uh, we want to help to make those dreams a reality. So we're saying to people in, in our city, you know, hey, bring your ideas, because we all want to have a vibrant downtown. For the second year in a row, the Pickle Parade has been postponed due to the pandemic, but they have come up with uh, a secondary idea, and that idea is? It's the Pickle Run. So it's the Pickle Pickle Run Run 2021, and uh, the Pickle Run is going to be 5K, 10K, a kid's run, and uh, we're looking forward to a a really a great time. And and I want to say this also. um, We know that uh, there's a whole lot of, you know, anxiety, you know, because there are things that people just have not not been able to do, Steve, for an entire year. Can you believe it? For one, for one whole year. But but here's here's what we believe. We believe that uh, folks will be able to come out and continue to practice social distancing and all of that. But we can we can get outside and have a great time. And um, our hope is that uh, we just prepare ourselves because I just believe that 2020, uh, 2022 rather is going to be uh, just just a knockdown, drag out, awesome year. Because 
because uh, all of the festivities, we hope to be able to open the door and and, and just reintroduce ourselves to fun. So uh, that's <laughs> that's that's what we're expecting for the uh, pickle run this year. I just can't wait to hug people. Oh my gosh! Well, listen, I'm I'm a hugger, you know, and uh, it, it's been crazy just giving folks, you know, just a fist bump. Right. But, um, yeah. And what what about not only hugging but but seeing what people look like on the other side of a mask? Absolutely. You know? So uh, yeah, we we're all uh, we're all itching trying to get there. But I'm saying to people, just hold out. I, I just hold out, and uh, we're going to make it together. Michael Evans, we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. A moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. A majority of Mansfield residents have a positive perception of their city and are more highly satisfied with city services than residents in most other cities in Texas and nationwide. Those are the results of a citywide community satisfaction survey presented to the city council last month. More than 3,000 surveys were mailed to a random sampling of Mansfield residents in November. The goal was to receive 400 completed surveys for the data to be statistically valid. Mansfield residents from all areas of the city completed 632 surveys. When asked how satisfied they were with Mansfield as a place to live, 90% of respondents said they were very satisfied or satisfied with the city. When asked about Mansfield as a place to raise children, 89% were very satisfied or satisfied. While the majority of residents indicated they were satisfied with city services, the survey also helped identify several areas of opportunity where improvements could be made. Most of those priorities concerned city streets and traffic. To view more information about this survey, including charts and graphs depicting the results of the survey in detail, visit the City of Mansfield's website at mansfieldtexas.gov. Some changes are coming to parts of Mansfield which involve trash and recycling pickup. Uh, your Tuesday, Friday may be changing to Monday, Thursday in the near future. With us on the phone is Howard Redfern. He is the environmental manager for the city of Mansfield. And Howard, let's start off with the why. I'm sure someone out there is saying, why me? Why is Trash Day changing for some of the people in Mansfield? Part of that reason is um, because we have seen the amount of growth that we have seen in uh, in the recent years, um, both down south and out west. We've had the same garbage and recycling collection rates since 2003. Um, so, you know, we've had <laughs> quite a bit of change has occurred throughout Mansfield since that time. And what uh, what the recent growth has led to is just far more households needing to be serviced on um, particularly on the Tuesday and Friday routes um, than what we're seeing on the Monday Thursday routes. Um, so people on those Tuesday Fridays, particularly ones at the end of the routes, have been frequently noticing that collection might not happen until after 5 p.m. regularly, um, where, where that's not necessarily intended to be the case. Um, so part of the reason is to rebalance that. Um, in addition to, uh, we got about 1,500 homes that are seeing their collection days change from Tuesday, Friday to Monday, Thursday. Um, we have another about 2,000 households um, that are going to see their 
current Thursday recycling collection be switched to Monday recycling. And then uh, we have another uh, close to uh, about 600 households um, that are going to see their recycling change from Friday to Tuesday. And again, this is all trying to balance out um, how many households are are serviced um, on any given collection day. And let's see if we can narrow this down to who is affected by this and when does this go into effect? It goes into effect for all residents on March 22nd. Um, we do recommend that beginning that week, particularly, um, everybody throughout the city get their garbage and recycling out by 7 a.m. on their collection day. And the reason for that is even if your day is not changing, um, where you fit into the route, um, you know, as far as pickup time and all of that, that may change. Um, so, uh, you know, our, our, our contract with Republic says they're not going to start any earlier than seven. Um, so we always recommend uh, people get their materials out by that point. So um, what would normally be uh, what we've been experiencing for the past many years, our trash is uh, picked up, say, two in the afternoon. But that time could change as in addition to the date being changed. Correct. So we, we've prepared new maps that are available online. If you go to mansfieldrecycling.com, um, you'll see the new collection map down at the bottom of the page. You can actually type in your address, and, and it does autofill. So as you start typing, um, it, it will give you some options, and you click on that, and it will zoom into your particular property and show you what your your collection days will be as of March 22nd. That's a great resource. Mansfieldrecycling.com and just type in your address. Those areas that are going to see the changes real quickly, if you are in between Debbie Lane and FM 157, um, so that's uh, you know quite a quite a good chunk of town there. Um, you're going to see your collection day change from Thursday to Monday. If you are out west and you are west of Main Street and then in between uh, Newt Patterson and FM 917 or Heritage Parkway, you'll see your recycling collection day change from Friday to Tuesday. And then, uh, like I said, that, that, that block of 1,500 households is going to be changing from Tuesday, Friday to Monday, Thursday with Thursday recycling. Um, that's kind of toward the center of town, but it's uh, south of um, Raglan Road, uh, north of Heritage Parkway, and then um, in between 360 and 287. So that whole block will now be um, Monday, Thursday trash, and then uh, Thursday recycling. Republic is the is the ones who set their routes. You know, they know their business, and they were the ones who proposed the changes. Um, you know, again, they they know how many households they they need to service and how many households they can service um, on any given day. We took them at their word, and um, we're we're excited about implementing this. And we think that in the end, this is going to significantly benefit all residents. All in the name of efficiency. 
Yes, sir. That website, again, is mansfieldrecycling.com. That's where you can find the latest trash and recycling pickup information. What started as a call to animal control wound up being a life-saving moment for the fire department as a deer entered and was eventually stuck in a storm drain Saturday morning in a residential neighborhood near Debbie Lane and North Main Street. Assistant Fire Chief Jeff Smith picks up the story from there. It was just before 9 o'clock on Saturday, like you said, March 6th. Animal control had been called and then needed some additional help, called the water department. And then when their efforts were unsuccessful, they called the fire department. So we went out there and over the course of about the next four, four and a half hours, worked together with all three departments to try to get the deer out. At the end, we ended up sending a firefighter into the storm drain with confined space rescue equipment on, which was a breathing apparatus and safety equipment and ropes. And he was able to go about the 300 yards through the storm drain and help to push the deer out to the waiting animal control officers and firefighters and water department people. Smith said this was a moment that fire rescue crews are well trained for. Well, it was a very calculated risk for us. Uh, We have equipment and training and Uh, that they go through and that they wear that allows them to uh, bring their own air supply with them. And they had communications and safety ropes. And so uh, it was, uh, you know, dangerous without the equipment, but with the equipment and the training, they were able to do it fairly easy and quickly and and safely. Smith brings the story home with a happy ending for the deer. Animal control checked it out, deemed it was in in good health and ready to go, and they allowed it to wander back into the woods nearby. It's that time of year. Just a friendly reminder to move our clocks ahead by one hour as daylight saving time starts at 2 a.m. on Sunday. Point of clarification here, there is no S at the end of saving as we are saving daylight, thus daylight saving time. But since we have the most intelligent listeners in the state, you probably already knew that. It's time for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Today's question comes from Carrie, and she asks, I've got some painting projects to do, and I don't have much experience with painting walls. I keep hearing about paint and primer in one. Is this a real thing, and can you give me any other tips as a novice painter that will help make the job easier? Thanks for the question, Carrie. We're getting to the point in the year when you can do indoor painting with the windows open for proper ventilation, and when outdoor projects will dry in the warmer temperatures. And you've hit another of my pain points in the home improvement industry. The simple answer to your big question is no. Paint is paint and primer is primer. Each has its job to do. And these products that manufacturers claim to be an all-in-one don't always do what the consumer thinks they will do. 
Today's paints, and we're talking about latex here, there aren't really any reasons to use oil-based paint as a finish indoors anymore, are just a blend of water, natural minerals, chemical binders, and pigments to give them color. The highest mineral content in the paint is usually titanium dioxide, which gives solid white paint and the bases used to tint lighter and darker colors its opaqueness and its, well, whiteness. In general, the more titanium dioxide in the paint, the better it will cover. That's why you sometimes have a hard time covering with dark colors over light. The amount of pigment in the paint requires there to be less titanium dioxide in the base so that it will dry properly. The more pigment, the harder it is to get the paint to dry. Most manufacturers make two or three tint bases besides solid white in order to make those medium and dark colors work. The chemical binders are what help make the paint stick to the wall and also help with coverage, and that's where the paint and primer products make their claim. There have been some recent developments in chemistry that help with adhesion, so much so that paint makers have begun to claim that their paint covers everything in one coat. There are some limitations to that. Before you paint, you generally want to do some repair and patching on the walls, smoothing out any holes left from screws or nails placed in the wall to hang things, and just general damage to the surface. Spackle and other plaster-based products are very porous, and they soak up paint, so much so that if you put just one finish coat over unprimed patches in a sheen other than dead flat, you'll see every spot where you patched because the glossiness gets soaked up by the repair material. You've got to prime those areas to seal up the patch material and allow the paint to have the proper gloss finish. Same thing with bare wood and bare drywall or texture. Going without a proper primer means that the chemicals that give the paint its shine will get soaked up by the material. For bare wood, I still do recommend an oil-based primer, not finish coat, allowing it to dry properly before applying the final coat or coats of latex paint. And with drywall or texture, the proper product to use is called polyvinyl acetate or PVA primer, which puts essentially a plastic skin over the paper on the drywall and the joint compounder texture, killing the absorption and allowing the sheen of the paint to appear even. As far as tips go, I don't think I've got enough time to give you everything I've learned in over 50 years of doing this, but the biggest one I can give you is this. Preparation is everything. Make sure you've got all the defects in the walls and trim fixed and primed before you start with your finish coats. Drop cloths and plastic sheeting are your friends as well. When it comes to tools, an inexpensive roller frame and pan will do, but cheap roller covers and brushes won't. Dollar store roller covers will shed and leave fuzz in your finished work, and inexpensive brushes will fluff out and make it impossible to cut in lines smoothly. Make sure the brush you're using is the right one for the paint you're using. Most oil-based paints call for natural or nylon bristle, and most latex paints call for a nylon or a nylon polyester blend. I've found through experience that natural bristles will fluff out with latex paints and lead to a much shorter lifespan for the brush, and that using polyester with oil paints will cause the bristles to gum up, again leading to you throwing the brush away before it's time. If you don't have confidence in your ability to cut in edges with a brush, by all means use masking tape. Again, the more you spend, the better the tape will release. And most definitely wait until the paint is dried before trying to take up the tape, or you'll end up with fuzzy edges. I always tended to do ceilings first because you can splash and drip a little on the walls 
or miscut your ceiling edges with no penalty. Gravity and paint work together in the usual way. It's a booger, that's for Steve, trying to cover drips of ceiling white with a navy blue or hunter green or Merlot wall color, and you'll frustrate yourself. While the instructions on the can usually say to work from wet to wet, I usually cut all the edges in first with my brush, then paint the field with the roller, even though the cut edges are dry. Be careful not to overlap too much onto the brushed areas because you will see a difference in sheen thanks to there being two coats of paint instead of one. In the end, take your time. Pro painters gain speed with experience, and so will you. But for the beginning or casual painter, it's important to be meticulous and careful so that you'll achieve the result you're looking for when the job's done. Painting has been a do-it-yourselfer project since time immemorial. People have been doing this for years. Just don't ever forget that if they can, you can. Thanks again for the question, Carrie. And if you've got a question or a project you'd like advice on, drop me a line. You can reach me via the podcast email or visit my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. Look forward to talking again soon. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle another home improvement question next week. It's time right now for the cocktail of the week, and whether you like it dry or sweet, shaken or stirred, reporter Brian Certain is pouring one up right now. Brian? Thanks, Steve. This week, I'm going to be talking about another of the OGs of cocktails, the martini. No matter if you prefer your martini with vodka or gin, dry or sweet, shaken or stirred, with a twist of lemon or with olives, I feel that most of us have heard of this fabled cocktail even if we don't know what's in it. In fact, the martini was the first cocktail that I remember ever hearing about from the famed James Bond, vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. But like a lot of the cocktails that we have talked about, the actual origins of the martini are clouded in a lot of myth and legend. The earlier stories that I've done the research on date back to the late 1800s. But based on that research, one thing is clear. From the beginning, the original martini was gin-based and sweet with sweet vermouth in it. Don't worry about taking notes as I'm giving out the instructions and ingredients. They are always posted on bourbongospel.com. In this week's classic martini, the key is the ratio to gin or vodka or whatever spirit you're using to vermouth. So the classic one is going to be two and a half ounces of gin. Use a good quality gin like Bombay Sapphire, Aviation, or Hendrix. You're going to use a half ounce of sweet vermouth. Try several. Find the one that you like the most. There are brands out there like Dubonnet, Rivada, or Martini and Rossi. A quick look at my local liquor store said there are over 50 that they have in stock, and prices range from $6 to upwards of $50. And then the final component is one dash of orange bitters. So two and a half ounces of gin, a half ounce of sweet vermouth, and a couple of dashes of orange bitters. You'll garnish with a lemon twist. To put it all together, you're going to add the gin, the vermouth, and bitters into a mixing glass that has lots of ice in it. You're going to shake vigorously or stir vigorously for at least 30 seconds, and then you're going to strain and serve in a chilled martini glass. Garnish with the lemon twist. If you prefer your martini with vodka, substitute vodka for the gin. 
If you want a dry martini, substitute the sweet vermouth for the dry vermouth. For an extra dry martini, you would include just a drop or two of the vermouth or eliminate that completely. And again, if you want a wet martini, you would add more vermouth. For a dirty martini, you would substitute olive brine for the vermouth. And for an extra dirty martini, and you know who you are out there, you would just add more of the olive brine. One thing I want to hope that you learn from my segments is to have fun, experiment, find out what you like, and just importantly, what you don't like. But always, always, always keep an open mind. I'm hoping to hear your take and your input. And if you have a particular cocktail that you would like to know more about, you can reach me at Bourbon Gossip at gmail.com. And as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Saturday is National Open an Umbrella Indoors Day. Let's see if we're going to need an umbrella at all on Saturday. Alexa? Looks like you will have the opportunity to open your umbrella indoors on Sunday in Mansfield for the next seven days. Tuesday through Saturday should be cloudy with showers on Sunday. On Monday, it should be sunny. Daytime highs will range between 65 and 81 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Thursday. According to Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. There is plenty of moisture left in the soil, and our lawns will be coming out of dormancy soon. Temperatures will be in the 70s this week, with a strong chance of thunderstorms this weekend. Now would be a good time to plan to test your sprinkler system and fix any issues. You can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Congratulations to Daphna Simpson, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was Main Street called prior to 19? 58. According to the City of Mansfield website, before changing its name to Main Street, the north-south thoroughfare through downtown was known as Water Street. Daphna has won a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 917- 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Did you know that Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, SWAU provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Do you plan on going into healthcare, research, or education? Earn a degree in biological sciences at 
Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. They're pumping out smoked tender meats and a unique organic sauce paired with local craft beer since 2013. Located next to the railroad tracks at 226 North Walnut Creek Drive in Mansfield. You can find them on the internet at bigdbarbecue.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the population of Mansfield, Texas has been steadily growing year by year, but its area has not. This week's trivia question is, how many square miles is the city of Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, how many square miles is the city of Mansfield? Good luck, and thanks to Jordy at Big D for the gift card. Let's pick up where we left off with Mansfield musician Brad Russell. We'll talk about performing with family members. He'll give a few shout-outs. We'll talk about some favorite four-letter F-words. He'll play us a song, and then we'll conclude with the lightning round. Enjoy. You play a lot around town. You play solo around town, but you also have the Brad Russell Band. That's right. And so let's go back to, uh, I mentioned we'll, we'll touch on your dad uh later in the episode, your dad plays in your band and your son plays in your band. Yes. The, so the Brad Russell band, describe uh, what it's like not only sharing a stage, well, sharing the stage with your family. Yeah, that, I mean, we have a lot of, we have a lot of cool stories from the road, but that, that's kind of where the past year, even through COVID, we have literally played almost every weekend, you know, so we've been able to stay busy and, I mean, my son, that's all he, he does, you know, for his job. So been able to keep him busy enough to, he doesn't really have much, many bills right now, but, you know, support himself through music. Your son is how old? He just turned 18. Okay. He just turned 18. So. And your son's the drummer. He's a drummer. Your dad's the bass player. He plays, my dad plays bass. So there's your power trio. <laughs> ah, golly. <laughs> I hate hearing that so much. People, really? Yeah, because people, like, booking, like, venues booking, they pretty much, if you're three, if you're three-piece band that if you're a trio mm-hmm. they want to pay a tree for a trio they don't want to pay for full band you know so it's hard to explain it to them like it's a five piece i got i play guitar rhythm guitar i play lead guitar so there's two and then i sing so there's three and then i got a bass and a drummer so we're really a five piece band just right. we do it with three pieces <laughs> But yeah, it's fun, man. We make memories. We, you know, not all of them are great. There's been times we've, you know, dad freaked out on me. I freaked out on him. Son's freaked out. I mean, mm. it's family stuff, but it's. Uh, but you remain a group. We we have survived. <laughs> and with that, did did your dad and your son play on your EP? No, they did not. They um, when I go record, I go up to Fort Worth Sound, and I pretty much hire um, Aiden Bubeck, uh, amazing bass player. Josh Rogers plays drums, and Milo Deering does a lot of the. Have you heard Milo Deering? Milo is a tremendous string player. The, the mandolin is anything. Milo, <laughs> uh, again, side note. Milo 
when uh, you remember the old Motel Six radio commercials? Yeah, where uh, you got Tom Bordet has this really down home folksy type of delivery, but in the background is this violin. Da, da, yeah. da, da. that's yeah. Milo playing <laughs> violin. I don't doubt it on the Motel Six commercial. I don't doubt it. He plays one of my favorite stories. I love to tell this. I'm glad he, his name got brought up because anytime I I hear somebody say Milo Deering, I tell him the story. Um, he was playing. Um, actually, I think he was laying down fiddle, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there and he's playing uh, the sound of loneliness, and he starts singing it, you know. And Bart Rose, you know, kind of smart aleck, he said, "Milo, we're paying you to play, not sing today," you know. And he said, "Hey, Milo, do they, does Don Henley let you pl- let you sing?" You know. And he goes, "I actually, I get to sing on one song." He said, "Oh yeah, what's that?" He said, Seven Bridges Road." Only the best freaking wow. harmony song he gets to sing, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's just cool. Does he let you sing? You know? Yes, I sing on Seven Bridges Road. So kind of put put Bart in his place a little bit. <laughs> Milo's awesome. He's a, he is. Milo got to play a couple of the festivals that we produced downtown a long, long time ago. Really? We uh, produced the, the Historic Mansfield Music and Arts Festival and. I'm trying to remember which he actually played in two bands back to back on whatever stage we had uh, produced. <laughs> but I was like, wait, he probably would have play, p- played with more if they they asked him to, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I thought that's wait, he was just in the last band. Oh, now he's playing in this band. Uh, all right. <laughs> and uh, I don't remember the name of the bands. Yeah. But. I do remember Milo and, yeah. and super, super nice guy. He uh, he has a video on YouTube where he does Eleanor Rigby mm-hmm. on guitar and cello. And it's him playing cello like side by side. Right. You know, it's so cool. It's so good. He's an amazing musician. So, yeah, I, I hired those guys, honestly, because you get in there um, and you want to get you want to get it done. Time is money at a recording studio, you know. So you want to get in there, get it done, and then they kind of lent me along through it to add the vocals and yeah. the lead guitar. So, so you have one EP out and a, and a couple of singles. We released an EP in 2018, I believe. Um, it's called Fly. It's got six songs, and we sent two of those songs to radio. Um, Loose Control and Million Miles from Home. So those, I, I, they both, you know, got in the top hundred on the Texas country music charts and all that that good stuff. And then we, I recorded. I've got six more songs that are close to being finished, um, and we've released two of those. Um, Honky Tonk Angel and Picking Sides is our latest single out right now. And they, they, you know, put them out to radio too. They charted. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Picking Sides is in the local music hall of fame on ninety five nine The Ranch. Nice, pretty cool little side note. But yeah, they they Ben Ryan, the DJ there, does a local music showdown, and he puts two songs against each other, and the fans vote and. If you win five nights in a row, you go in the Hall of Fame. Nice. I'm waiting for my plaque. He was supposed to mail to me. 
It's still in the mail somewhere. Yeah, it got lost. Yeah, especially it's, with Snowvid. I was going to say week. delayed by the snow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was wild, wasn't it, man? Yeah. So, what song uh, you're you're going to grace us with a song today? What song have you chosen, man? I think I'm going to sing that Gary P song. We were talking about that, and I thought I'd probably play that one. It's uh, it's like I said, it was a song I was trying to write before I got to open for him, but it's a. Uh, a song that talks about bucket list items and has some Gary P. song references in there. And it's cool little, cool little honky-tonk tune. Let's listen to Brad Russell on About Mansfield. I want to see the Mona Lisa Hanging up in the loop Or the pyramids in Giza Spend the night in Ramsey's tomb Sneak on in to Graceland and slip on them blue suede shoes. Or spend a winter in London trying to kick them homesick blues. I got a bucket full of things I want to do before I die. Like climb up high in a big jet plane and jump out to the sky. But there is one thing that I love the most if the choice was left to me and that's to end my day on a honky-tonk stage singing songs with Gary P I want to strap myself to a bucking bronc and let him take me for a ride spend I take myself a road trip spend the night neat the terlingua skies skinny dip in the river walk spend the night at the Alamo if I check that list off one by one, think I'll go to Mexico. I got a bucket full of things I want to do before I die. Like climb up high in a big jet plane and jump out into the sky. But there is one thing that I'd love the most if the choice was left to me. That's to end my day on a honky-tonk stage singing songs with Gary P. A bucket full of things I want to do before I die. I climb up high in a big jet plane and jump out to the sky. But there is one thing that I'd love the most if the choice was left to me. And that's to end my day on a honky-tonk stage singing songs with Gary P. I want to end my day on a honky-tonk stage singing songs with Gary P. None, that is, honky-tonk superstar. That's the Gary P. song. That's Brad Russell. He is of uh, Mansfield, Texas, and the Brad Russell Band. 
I got to ask you about your boots. Okay. Describe your boots because I think they're awesome. These are elephant. They're elephant. These bo- are elephant. They're Holy smokes. pretty much like a. The base color, I guess, would be a light tan, almost grayish. I guess you would call it grage or gray. How do you say that? Yeah, grage. Grage. Yeah, beige and gray. Oh, know. okay. Yeah. And they got like black stripes, but yeah, that's elephant skin. They're comfortable. They're durable. My father-in-law gave me these boots. They're beautiful. So they're free, so that made them even better. <laughs> <laughs> free is my four, my favorite four-letter F word. That is a good four-letter F word. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, food is my second favorite. Dang, there's a lot of four-letter F words I haven't really given much. That's right. Given much credit over the years. I just stick to one. Do you have any shout-outs you'd like to give? Um, this it's an open mic. Yeah, and we're in Mansfield, man. This is uh, do it. This is cool stuff, you know. Mansfield, I've I'm passionate about Mansfield. I do a lot of stuff. Anything I can do to contribute to try to help Mansfield in the downtown area thrive. So yeah, man, I want to shout out everybody in downtown Mansfield specifically. Dirty Job Brewing. Sure. I get to play there. We're going to start. Derek's going to be starting music back up there on Thursday sometime. I don't know. Maybe Friday and Saturday, too. Who knows? But as soon as everything is lifted and we can get out to people start getting out, he's going to be doing music again. Um, definitely Big D Barbecue and Jordy over there. Sure. That guy. Definitely want to give him a shout out. That was probably the first time I really started playing my songs was at his open mic. So he kind of gave me a platform to start building that confidence in my own songs, you know. So Jordy for sure. The crew at El Primo's, man, everybody over there, they, uh, they're great. They've become... They become part of the family, you know. Alicia, Chris, Lonnie, uh, Latasha for sure, and Carson. All them, all them people at El Primos are just great to me. And it, you know, playing some of those venues open up doors. And that's, well, I was going to say yeah. you mentioned Latasha. Latasha's yeah. been a guest here on the. On oh, has the, she really? Sure. Awesome. Then, Let so, me know what episode. I want to go back and listen. She's okay. A, she's an awesome person. And that uh, that was your that was your end to the Love It Pavilion. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, even that has opened doors. It allowed me to open for Gary P. Nine. Sure. Um, played. Um, I played with my buddy Garrett Bradford. He's an amazing songwriter, too. He, he's one of those guys, and I know a few of them, like Rob Redwine in Fort Worth. Um, but he's one of those guys that can just write a song. You know, like, I've got this idea for this song. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to write it. Mm. And he sits down, and he writes it. And it's good. You know, it's, <laughs> it's well written. Um, but he just has a lot of songs. Um, played with him at the Levitt also um, with... I guess uh, who was all there that, that day? Creed Fisher and um, Colby Cooper, I think. But Creed Fisher, that he was there. I didn't get to meet him. I wish I would have because I dig his stuff. He's he's an amazing um, independent artist too, man. What he's doing is is pretty pretty awesome. You know, he's got uh, that outlaw outlaw vibe going and uh, just the the outlaw country sound and. That's pretty cool. The one defining performance where you said you you still look back out on on this day going, wow, I was so glad to be a part of that. What's the one defining performance for Brad Russell? Man, I would probably say that 
I mean, it, it was my son on Cajon. He wasn't full drums. Yeah. I kind of wish we could have played the Levitt full, you know, full sound. But that that night at the Levitt was amazing. It was, it was, a, it was a roller coaster, you yeah. know. It was during COVID. So Gary P. Nunn, you know, obviously um, older older people were, you know, not not really wanting to be out in public and um so he wasn't at the he wasn't at the venue so i didn't get to meet him before the show um got to hang out with him after but there's like a 10 percent chance of rain 10 percent chance of rain mm-hmm. so you know what that means in texas it's going to rain i was gonna say it ain't gonna rain <laughs> oh, but okay. yeah, yeah but i was gonna say it ain't because usually you know it just doesn't rain that much you know but Anyway, especially the Mansfield bubble, I figured that it reached up to Arlington too, but it doesn't. Arlington's where I guess God cries over the Cowboys, so he he sheds his tears over Cowboys Stadium in Arlington. But we're sitting there getting done. We're on our last song, and I see the storm like coming in. I'm like, that looks bad, like tornado looking, you know, dark, dark clouds, heavy lightning. I can see in the distance, and it's just rolling at us. We get done with our last song. I hadn't really played a show like that where people were actually there, you know, mm-hmm. that that big. Um, so I didn't have our, you know, stage etiquette to get off stage. I'm like, we're done, you know? And they're like, yeah, get off stage. <laughs> but anyway, as we're going off stage, I'm not kidding you, we're hauling, hauling butt to get our stuff covered up and loaded up because it just came a monsoon man and they delayed gary p i I thought they were going to cancel i drove all i drove my wife and kids home to mansfield and went back up there because i didn't think they were going to do the show i mean they they delayed an hour and a half but gary p came on and he freaking sang his he did his whole show he didn't cut it short or anything wow it was awesome Beautiful. When he sang the first thing I needed, or the last thing I needed, the first thing this morning, it was just, it was awesome. Amazing. We're about to wrap this up, but we are in that stage now where we do, we find out more about Brad Russell than anybody else uh, uh, cares to know about. (laughs) It's called the lightning round. Okay. It's a very, very simple, um, it's it's a very simple game of this or that. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Night or day? I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Day. (laughs) (laughs) Day. They get harder as we go along. Pizza or tacos? Tacos. Star Wars or Star Trek? Either or. I don't. I've I've never. I've watched the original Star Wars. Um, Don't know that I've ever seen Star Trek. I guess that'd be Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think if I was going to watch. if I had to choose what one I wanted to watch all the episodes of, it would be Star Wars. So, Acoustic or electric? Electric. DC Comics or Marvel? Marvel. Studio or stage? Stage. Facebook or Insta? I like Instagram better. Facebook, I've, I've kind of... I don't post too much personally anymore. I just kind of use social media for the band, you know. Yeah. But I'd say Instagram. Sugar or spice? Sugar. I used to like spice, but my old age, I became a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> Solo or band? Band. All day long. What's your favorite ice cream? Cookies and cream. Oh, cookie two-step. I'd like to change my my answer to cookie two-step. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Who makes cookie Bluebell. Two- Bluebell makes Bluebell. cookie it's two-step. It's cookies and cream and cookie dough. 
together. Isn't raw cookie dough bad for you? Steve, everything's actually bad for you. Everything's bad for you, dude. Like, it, if it's processed, it's bad for you. But it's so good. <laughs> Brad, if someone was interested in hearing your music or perhaps booking you solo or band, uh, how can they find out more about Brad Russell and the Brad Russell Band? Yes, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. <laughs> it I be... asked the tough questions. Uh, BradRussellBand.com. Um, we keep try to keep that calendar up to date with shows um a few shows i do want to shout out we've got coming up this uh year april 10th um i'll be playing opening for dale watson who is like like i said that's my guy that's stevie stevie ray vaughn's no longer with us so I'll, anytime i can go see dale watson i go see him and i'm getting open for him so that's cool with uh i do another project called the haynesville traveling radio show mm-hmm. with my buddy 10 man travis in dallas david mitchell and rocky garza and we're gonna open for him on april 10th at neon moon in yanis and then we are playing creed fisher's rowdy fourth it's a music festival we're playing friday the band and my buddy Garrett Bradford is going to do some too. But we're doing that July the 2nd, I believe. It's a Friday. We kick off the weekend, man. So it's going to be cool. I think Sam Riggs is closing that night out. The next day, Josh Weathers is playing, Mansfield Zone, yeah. Aaron Watson. So that's at, I think it's at Lake Whitney. So okay. uh, weekend of July 4th. And we're playing El Primo's March 26th, I believe. I'm going to verify that sounds right. Full band? Full band. Full the band. Brad Russell band. That's right. See, I introduced you as a rock star, and I really think uh, I, I think you are. <laughs> Thank you, man. Even though your genre is pretty much country. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, starting, to, um, I'm starting to lean heavy into that honky-tonk. I mean, that's just... That's just what I've what I'm really leaning into these days. All my new stuff is kind of going that way. I think I'm going to record my next album. It's going to be just straight honky tonk, old time Western swing and country music. I meant to ask you at least a half hour ago, what does ronky tonk mean? <laughs> ronky tonk. So Derek at Dirty Job, yeah. he he played drums with me before my son. Ronky Tonk is something I can't. I think he said it first, but we're sitting there. It's like we're, it's kind of honky tonk, but it's kind of rocky and bluesy. And he's like Ronky Tonk. It's like, dude, that's it, Ronky Tonk. So it's kind of, I don't know. We're not. My son Brendan is a is a rocker. He's a he is a rock star. He he was in a band. Um, they're no longer they're no longer together, but which is disappointing because their music was awesome. It's called Bishop. Their music's still out there, but uh, he's a rocker. So we kind of we're not as polished as some of the Western swing. You know, when you're when you when you go watch Dale Watson, those guys are polished. They're yeah. tight. Don Don Burns on the steel guitar is just. You know, they don't miss a lick, they don't miss a beat, and if they do, you can kind of, they all, they all kind of see what's going on, you know what I mean? Right. So, we're not polished yet like that, so we kind of got that rock and honky-tonk mixture going on. Ronky-tonk. Ronky-tonk. Hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> Ronky-tonk. Brad Russell Band, you can find them at bradrussellband.com. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Instagram. Brad Russell, you have been a pleasure being here on About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate you. you being here. Yes, appreciate you having me, man. It's fun catching up. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it is more. 
Mansfield News, talk, and information. We will talk in studio with one of Mansfield's finest citizens, that being Sarah Zink. The show will be released on Wednesday, March 17th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Go to our website, aboutmansfield.com, enter your email address. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. School Board Recap, Courtney Lackey-Wilson. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.